You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And now it's picked up by Zidorov who shoots and scores! Unbelievable. Nikita Zadorov completes his hat trick. He sure did. It's Thursday. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan on location right now at a super expensive home. Yeah, it's nice. Super expensive. Oh yeah. Do I need to turn you up a little I think bit? You do. I think I'm seeing myself being a little quiet on there. Well, is it this just, one? Just, just, uh, is that better? Yeah, that sounds better to me. Alex, is that good? Yeah, that's better. Okay, what All about right. me? You sound good, George. We'll monitor well, Maddie here. I don't well, know. One thing to do. It's test levels on the air. Yeah. What? What? It's six oh four. We these are my I'm favorite being serious yeah, George. These are my favorite listeners. These are the hardcores <laughs> who get up super early. Yeah, they're with us. Yeah, the real sickos. Our real brothers and sisters out yeah, there. Yeah, you better believe it. Driving to work in the trenches. Yep. Waking up. It's cold. As uh, producer Patrick Dumont wrote in our notes for the weather, <laughs> today's going to be seven degrees and a whole bunch of crap. Patrick, is that true? Well, it seems like it's updated itself to be just a sunny, cloudy day. I think we got all the snow no. out yesterday. Oh. Less crap. Yeah. Less crappy. Some crap. But it's Calgary. You know, you never know. Yeah, rolled the dice. So um, we're here uh, for the uh, Foothills Hospital Home Lottery, and we're at the uh, $1.1 million Canmore Luxury Condo in the residence at Tamarack. Custom built by Spring Creek. It's a really nice pad. It's nice. We're in the th- the million dollar grand prize home. This is not Canmore. Canmore's outside. But no, no, sorry. What am I looking at? You're looking at the bonus prize, which is like, coming such up. An so idiot. we got the early prize deadline, which why is did, midnight like, tomorrow. Why do they get me to do this? And I have no idea the, what I'm talking you about. You can win the early bird. Prize. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Can I start over, Alex? Yeah, can we play? Like, no, play? no, that's it's too much. Hey, it's the big show, Rustic and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. We're on location at the $3.1 million grand prize. I was thinking to myself, I go, this, there's no way this thing's only $1.1 million. <laughs> We're at the $3.1 million grand prize. I, I you there, you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's the most valuable grand prize ever. Uh, overlooking uh, the lake and mahogany. And custom built by uh, Calbridge Homes. Uh, it's over 6,000 square feet of developed living space, awarded, uh, fully furnished, professionally decorated, and you get 100 gur in cash. Just 100 like, That's awesome. It it certainly goes a long way. So this is what you do. You win the 100 grand from the hospital home lottery after you get this home, and then you go to a casino and you put it on black. And then you double that mother. Two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Boom! It's that easy. Or you let that ride, <laughs> and, and then, then it's four hundred k. And boom! And what happens if you put it all back on black again, George? Well, hopefully it hits, and then it would be eight hundred thousand k. Like unbelievable. So, really. um, just just now. for context, dexterity, I guess. Um, set just, the scene, little yeah, visual. I just want to. I just want to paint pictures with words for our listeners where we are right now. See, we're we're like the we're the, we're like the nomads 
of the radio station. We're uh-huh. like the the lower tier. Yeah. We're like. You know, on the Titanic, when they had the people in the bottom of the boat, and they didn't really let them know that it was sinking. Yeah, they, like that's us of yeah. the radio station. So they put us, they put us in the like basement of this beautiful, not one point one million dollar, but three million dollar incredible show home. Yes, the most valuable grand prize ever, as it says in my notes. It has a boat room, George. Yeah, it has a it has a boat room, and there's a giant inflatable flamingo. Yeah, and a giant hey, inflatable water. Alex, pack. do you want a photo with Alex? Uh, Alex, do you want a photo with uh, Maddie standing beside the giant inflatable flamingo? Most definitely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can probably make that happen. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, the and show's re- so. Yeah. Did, go ahead. Did Did you guys say that they sent you down to the basement? Is what you're yeah, telling? Yeah, we're always in the basement. <laughs> yeah, of course. See, they got like the, it's a the walkout state... basement. Uh, what well, is? <laughs> it is. <laughs> But we're not allowed to walk out because everything says no exit here. So we're trapped downstairs. But they put us down here. If there's one place I would like to be trapped, this is the basement I would like to be trapped in. Because let's put Star upstairs and the beautiful upstairs. Appropriate. Of course, they should. Yeah. Who are we? We're just like the... You know, the weirdo cousin at dinner you throw in the basement. Like, oh, go! I'm going to watch TV. Like, that's us. (laughs) And they just throw us in the basement. He comes over, he eats his meal, he watches yeah. some sports, and he leaves. Like, that's yeah. us. Um, smells like booze and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah he, that's definitely us. So uh, we're in this ridiculously beautiful home. So this basement, though, it has, like, yeah. we're sitting here in this great living space. Yeah. How giant is that TV, too? It, I don't know. I was trying to do a little bit of mental math. That looks like the, an 80-incher. I'm in the market for a new television. I don't think I'd be able to fit this. Well, on my that, TV table. That's probably an 80-incher, though. It's very large. Uh, we have the guest bedroom, I would assume. Maybe yeah. a bedroom for, like, a, a young teen finding yeah, their that's way. That's definitely a guest bedroom. Because it's got a, a nice bathroom in it and everything. Yeah. And then, like we talked about, you get the boat room with, like, the shower that could probably fit a dozen people in it if yeah. you so wish to go that route. Like, that, if, if Patrick and Alex wanted to go shower together, there's plenty of room for them All there. four of us could go in if we wanted That'd to. That'd be super weird. Yeah, Ooh. but we'd all be so clean. Yeah, so it's true. that's all that matters. A lot of team bonding in there. Yeah. Um, it's an 80-inch television. It's ridiculously fully furnished, and I'm sitting cross-legged. Is that weirding you out right now? I was going to bring it up. It is. Why? I don't think you should be able to sit cross-legged like at my age of nine for like longer yeah, than like, like twenty-five seconds. I, first of all, I have really short legs. You know that. Short femurs. Yeah, when they were handing out femurs, I slept in that day. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm still flexible at this age. I don't know why. I just am. Like I can. It's not the flexibility for me. It's like, like my sciatic nerves start like cramping yeah. up. I can sit like this all day okay, like a weirdo. Let me see. All right. Yeah, why don't like, you try I will to say, sit cross-legged? These are great chairs for being cross-legged because they're the ones. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, actually, I don't mind this. Yeah. I think this is much better than doing it on like the ground. Yeah, you know what? Your child you usually do it on like the hard ground. Yeah, you're. And you don't have the support. You're definitely sitting more upright than you were. Yeah. It yep. feels like it. But your like posture is improved. Opened. Yeah, your posture is improved Am a I lot. Am I projecting my voice better? I think your diaphragm's wide open. Thank now. you. I appreciate it. Um, we got lots to do I today. Um, Frank Cervalli going to join us at the uh, top of the next hour, talk a lot about flames. And it's going to be all about the future with Frank because mm-hmm. he seems to think there's gigantic changes coming, and uh, there probably is. By the way, um, for tickets, uh, go to foothillshospitalhomelottery.com, and the number is one 541 5540
Uh, midnight, midnight tomorrow yeah. is the deadline for when you're early to win the Canmore. Yeah, that's what I meant. Point three million dollar early bird prize. But of course, if you get your tickets before then, you're obviously entered for this one as yeah, well. Yeah, because I'm the, dumb the and totally unprofessional. Because it says the primary message is, "Hey, get your early bird he just tickets got excited. in." He just got but, excited. but we're literally sitting in the three million dollar home, and I had no idea. Like that's how oblivious I am. Well, it's happening. But there's a weird security camera in this basement, too. It is kind of weird, eh? I wonder yeah. if the other radio stations had security cameras installed to watch how they do their show. Yeah, no, like, I just think it's, if you're going to get a home and then you're just watching the camera all the time, I guess I, that's fine. You I get a little obsessed with it. probably take it out. No. That feels like a show home thing. Uh, maybe. I no, like I, think, I think that's part of it. I think that, no, that's a weird place for it. You wouldn't just it's very a, prominent. You wouldn't put a camera there in your own home. That's weird. If, well, you, if you're putting security cameras in your own home. Not if you're freaky. Them? What if you're freaky, Matt Rose? I guess. Did okay. we see a camera in the big shower in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But maybe you see the stuff before the shower. That would be freaky. So, yeah, for more details on all of this, uh, visit FoothillsHospitalHomeLottery.com to get your tickets. Also, the 50-50 draw is ridiculous. <laughs> it's over, like, God. two mil. Like, are you kidding me? Two million dollars for a what is this a Riders game? It's two million dollars. Uh, an Oilers game. Is yeah, that right. It's crazy. Zing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a burn. But okay, yeah. so uh, we're doing uh, Frank Saravalli at seven o'clock. He's yeah. going to join us NHL uh-huh. daily faceoff as he usually does. Uh, the Rickster Rick Ball at eight o'clock. Called his last game last night for the Flames for the season. Called the first game of Matt Coronado's NHL. Yeah, that was fun. Dustin Wolfs. Um, Kale and Tim Bernard, um, they have a great story for us. They're going to share with us at 820. And our pal uh, Val Ball from the Hospital Home Lottery going to join us, too. we got lots to do today. Uh, Brody on the beat. Canada's number one radio segment on location. Alex was recognized last night. Is that your favorite thing in the world, Alex? Literally? It is awesome. Like, and this time, I didn't even approach this this guy. He literally like stopped and stared at me like I was like like almost like how I stare at when like Eric Francis comes in here. You know, I get like starstruck kind of. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait! You get starstruck by the franchise? Really? I get starstruck by everybody. It's cool. I'm still, I'm still like I know I've been at this for a while, but it's still really cool. Like you get starstruck by Julian, who you've went out with numerous times. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was kind of cool to be on the the receiving okay. end of that yesterday. Uh, first of all, Julian Francis—they're not stars. Like, let's. Aw, they're stars no, in but... my heart. Okay, but I mean, like, the, like I think you used like the term celebrity. Uh too too loosely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's but fair. anyway, you were only recognized by one person at the dome yesterday. Yeah, and it was the last person I talked to as well. Actually. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, that's a good indication of our show right now. It's great. Were you there right in the middle of that flurry? Oh, I got there the second it started. Literally, as soon oh. as it started. Um, and we're doing it on video now, so I'll have to show you guys. But it is just coming down in every single one of those clips. Okay. Um, we'll do that at uh, 7.30-ish. Brody on the beat, 7.45-ish. Canada's number one radio segment. Flames with a 3-1 win over the Sharks last night. It was... It definitely had the feels of a preseason game last night. A lot yeah. of preseason game feels last night to that sure. match. Yeah. Um, Dustin Wolf was fun to watch. Yeah, I would agree. He was good. I definitely very excitable in net. Was moving a lot. Moves around. Yeah, he's he's an active netminder. He absolutely at times, is. But I don't know. I thought it was maybe a little bit of first game jitters. Well, of too, course it was. Yeah, overall, I, it was it was I great liked the outing. 
It was great watching him and Matt Coronado do the lap together, which I kind of called yesterday, which I yep. thought was going to happen, and yep. it did. And it was a good extended lap. They were out there for like a minute by themselves. It was the boys bit... really let them have it out there. That was good. Soak it in, boys. Yeah. Soak it in. It's the show. Yeah. So, and, hey, have at her. And uh, even Francis was on our show yesterday talking about uh, the shot from Matt Coronado. The one where he just missed the net in his right first off. shift, right. like he blew it right by Kakinen. Like he, like he, like waved at it. It wasn't even close. Well, he he basically trundles through the neutral zone, like almost loses his footing, yeah. holds his balance, and as soon as he comes across the line, just uncorked it. And yeah. you're right, it, it was, was a heavy wrister, an absolute laser. It was just oh, I had to rewind it. I was like, oh, my goodness, that thing came yeah. off the stick in a hurry. That and thing uh, exploded off his stick. The what? one thing I would have liked to see is. Get him a little power play time in the third period there when you had the man. Listen, Daryl's got to win. But you, what are you talking about? But you've got why would you ten put, other bodies that you definitely why would you put, put him on the power play? Why would you do that? Yeah, you know we all want to see a shot. Don't put him out there when there's extra room. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> him and Pelty not being on the power play unit. I was like, come on, it's so you? Calgary Flames. That's what that is. Like it's so on brand for the Calgary Flames. Um, that pass, though, Peltier gave him in the third period between, between the, legs, the legs, and he almost scored his first NHL goal. I think Peltier would have, like, put him through the boards, jumping <laughs> in joy on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. The way that guy gets excitable and everything that we've heard just from kind of their budding relationship, just Peltier's been a guy who, I don't know if take him under the wing is the right term because there's, like, probably less than two years difference in age there. Mm-hmm. But Peltier had been a guy who had been around the Flames for a little bit. You don't know in a few spots downtown some lunch spots that type of thing i assume right and just been able to kind of you know be around him a little bit to have someone that's almost like a like a classmate rather than a teacher around, mm-hmm. right so i think that'd be pretty sweet for both of them and it would have been cool to see him get his first goal but overall reviews were good like i mentioned i thought he trundled through the neutral zone in that first attempt but overall the skating i i thought he got a lot better well, as it, it went it, on just some first shift the, the adrenaline is flying through your body oh yeah just the the legs couldn't keep up to the brain for that particular moment and it was cool to see uh the parents are both Coronado and wolf in the stands getting emotional during the victory lap it was awesome getting to do it together yeah. Hanging out in the owner's suite there. So I thought that was really cool that uh, everybody was able to get into town, obviously getting word yesterday that uh, the guys are going to be able to start. And I'm pretty sure that it, the Coronados themselves, like they got in early yesterday morning, a um, little cross-country trip for them. So it's good to see everybody in attendance. Uh, glad to get the win. You know, point would have been nice and a little power play time would have been good. But sure. apart from that, you know, what are we going to complained about in the final game of the season i, I, I thought the, the energy and the mood in the dome was pretty good yeah again it had a lot of you know preseason vibes to it because uh the pressure's off you've missed the playoffs and just go out there and have some fun i guess and um i thought uh, i was surprised walker Dewar didn't play last night and yeah. i and i kind of felt for him a little bit so i'm like that guy didn't deserve to sit the final game of the season. I know why he they had to make room. And I said yesterday, I'm glad we saw Lucic play because uh, same thing. Francis with Lewis there too, right? Yeah, Francis uh, seems to think. Well, Lewis, as Francis says, depends on who's the coach. If Daryl's coming back, he's probably here next year. Yeah, but we don't know that's so for sure. No, we so don't that know that for well sure. Could have been his last NHL game, right? It, well, sure. The, the, we, yeah, we don't even know if he wants to play anymore. But yeah. um, Francis was saying during the intermission, the first intermission, I believe that he thinks that Lucic. Played his last game as a Calgary Flame last night. Even thinks he'll get a two-year deal somewhere, which I I thought it was a little eye-popping because, as he called him, the heavyweight champ of the National Hockey League. 
But I thought that was a little surprising. But I'm glad Lucic was on the ice last night. Had a chance, you know, wave to the players. I, I like that they did the post game thing, waving and thanking the players, uh, the fans, as they should. Um, obviously, uh, Tanev didn't play last night either because he's so banged up, and that guy plays so hard. And our man Stetch Dog was out there dominating, skating around the ice like Stetch Dog does since he's been a Calgary just flying flame. around out there. He is. Yeah. He's a difference maker. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I know Zadorov got a hat trick, but man, I was impressed by Stetch Dog last night. He was making plays. That's what he does. That rush he had through. The yeah, that's what I mean. Put his head down and I'm telling you, nice dump in. Yeah, um, who's more likely to be here next year, Michael Stone or Lewis? I would say Michael Stone. Because he's never going away? Because uh, I think Calgary is his home, whereas like, I wonder if Trevor Lewis goes back to L.A. in the offseason because that's where he started his career, and that wouldn't surprise me if they had an offseason home like down in California or something like that, right. whereas Michael Stone is like a Calgary, he's Calgary through guy and through. So I could see that. Um, but uh, not a lot of disparity there if I had to pick between the two. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it, it's just interesting because now we had that fun game last night, a lot of good vibes. Wolf gets the win. Um, obviously, that second goal clearly shouldn't have counted. Good call by the refs. Yeah. That thing was definitely directed by the hand. Punchied in. Yeah, uh, the goal like that Wolf let in. Out there, am I right? <laughs> yeah, hey, 11 punchies last night. We'll talk about that in the Rose Report. Yes, sir. But um, I thought Wolf was – it was fun to watch last night. Uh, the nerves were there. He was kind of all over the ice, a lot jumping. We talked about the athleticism. I love his uh, routine where he's just jumping up and down on the, the ice like a routine? savage. Yeah, like he definitely like gets really the into it and excited. Like, Excuse me. And I know he's around the size of uh, UC Soros. Yep. But he's definitely not as wide as UC Soros. And I know he's still a really young dude. Yeah. Probably needs to put a little more LBs on here. But uh, he's he's quick. He's super athletic in the net. And he's definitely not in the mold of what uh, today's NHL goaltender looks like. He doesn't have definitely the massive size that somebody like Jacob Markstrom does. But I just like the speed that he showed uh, last night. And it was super fun. And and just the relief, uh, not that it was relief, but the joy on his face and the joy of his face of his teammates uh, when he got that win. Even Mackenzie Weger talking to Leslie before the game, saying, hey, how they want to make this special for the two guys making their NHL debut. Yeah. Stuff like that goes a long way. And in turn, I think maybe that whole Peltier situation rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way, how that was handled. Yep. So I think that was uh, one of the one of the stains on the Calgary Flames season. When you saw guys like Weger talking about, and even supportive, even the even the Huberto clip of him talking to Coronado, oh, you were so close to After scoring like that. On the pass, because yeah. they've all experienced the joy of playing in their first NHL game. And you just saw it last night. And obviously when the pressure was off, it was just a fun game to watch. And then Big Z... You know, with three goals, and who saw that coming? That's so Calgary Flames. I actually thought they were going to go to a shootout and win last night oh, like because that would have been, yeah. yeah, that so would have been the Flames season. But, of course, Nikita Zadorov scores a hat trick for the Calgary Flames because who had that on their Flames bingo card for the season? It certainly wasn't me. Uh, the big man, hey, came to play. Like, one of the things that I think I've started, I, well, Nikita Zadorov has definitely started to notice it. But Jonathan Huberto has started to kind of make those plays that I think we used to see when he was in Florida, where he comes across the offensive line with the puck and he's looking for a weapon. He's looking for someone to hit with that pass. 
And now the defensemen are joining the rush and realizing, like, hey, if I'm that fourth man joining the rush and Huberto's got the puck, there's a high chance that he's going to get it to me right as I cross the line with speed, and I'm going to be able to really rip this thing. And Zadorov's been able to capitalize on, on that a few times here in the last couple of weeks. That's how we got the first one there. Um, you'll love to see it for the big man because, you know, I, I loved if you listened to the postgame show with Patty and Lou and Derek, just like – and even Kirk Muller was joking about it. Just, yeah, he's letting everyone know, natural hat trick. Like, good for Zadorov. Yeah, first Sets ever flame high in goals. Well, yeah. we already had, but reaches that maximum potential, I would say. Yeah, first ever uh, natural hat trick for a defenseman for the Calgary Flames because uh, I don't know what the odds would have been on that last night betting a Nikita Zadorov natural hat trick, but indeed that's what went down at the dome last night in the season finale for the Calgary Flames. All right, we got lost to do on the show. Um. The Rose Report is straight ahead. Frank Saravalli at the top of the hour. Canada's number one radio segment, Brody on the beat. And uh, Taylor Swift is single. There's lots of things I want to discuss. Okay. You want to get into that today? <laughs> Look at your face. You're like, what am I in for today? <laughs> yeah, I want to discuss that today. We're gonna, they're going to rile up the Swifties? No, no, I'm not going to rile up the Swifties. I have an angle I want to take on that. An oh. angle. I got, I got something I want to do. I got an okay. angle. This feels dangerous. I ran it by the, the star, oh, and yeah. they're like, wow, that's really good. I go, you can steal it if you want. Did you? Because I don't think we have the same listeners. Really? Yeah. You don't think so? Nope. Okay. I don't. We'll find out. Like, we have tens of listeners, and uh-huh. they have lots. So I'm thinking, <laughs> like, there's tens of people we listening thought tens right of now. listeners was lots. Like, tens of listeners right now driving around in their cars. All right, we're at this ridiculously um, lavish uh, hospital home lottery home, $3 million. It's beautiful, overlooking Lake Mahogany. You can win this bad boy. You can also win an early bird prize of a $1.1 million condo, which is all right, I guess. And then a, uh, and you can also win $2 million cash in the 50-50. It's over $2 million, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, lots on that as well as the show moves on. It is the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's okay. Now just let it slide. When stuff like that happens, let it slide. Just let it slide. Just let it play. Yeah, just let it, just ignore it. You're not supposed to make... When weird stuff happens, technically, you just let it slide. Man. It's all right. Uh, speaking of uh, technical greatness, Brody on the Beat, Canada's number one radio segment at around uh, 7.45 this morning. Uh, Maddie and I on location right now at the uh, $3 million ridiculously beautiful uh, grand prize show home overlooking Lake Mahogany. $3.1 million grand prize, by the way. It's a uh, show home overlooking Lake Mahogany, Lake in Mahogany, custom built by Calbridge Homes. It's over 6,000 square feet. Uh, it's fully furnished, too. Like, Maddie and I could pretty much, 
snuggle up during the break in some of these bedrooms. Yeah, like uh, if I could find like a, a big enough closet or perhaps a, a drawer, maybe yep. a cupboard, mm-hmm. maybe sneak in here and, yep. and just spend a night or two yep. in this beautiful show home. And that way I would say it would even up the value for whoever wins this sucker. Mm. Uh, the early bird prize is uh, the deadline is midnight tomorrow, and they're giving away a uh, $1.1 million uh, Canmore luxury condo in the residence at Tamarack. So uh, that's cool. The 50-50 draw is over $2 million, which is insane. Uh, Foothills Hospital Home Lottery.com. Tickets, one 541 5540 Hey, George. Volley. Yes. Uh, you know, you asked for uh, it was the last defenseman to have a hat trick. Yes. Well, that was the only defenseman to have a hat trick this year. Oh, wow. Big Z. So there you go. There's our listener. He's the only one so far in the NHL, the season's not done, to have a hat trick. And a natural one at that. Yeah. He'd also be the no, biggest player in the NHL. No, I lied. Sorry. Sorry, I lied. Oh, okay. Then. I frigged up. Oh. Who is it then? Eric Gustafson. Oh, okay. He had one on uh, December 17th. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yes, I'm looking at it right now. All right. I, I like how you were excited and you... I like how you interrupted me with false I know, I, I do know. Enjoy, I do enjoy that. Ten lashes. Um, it's all good. Yeah, that's okay. That that was like an Alex Brody movie you just did there. No offense to Alex Brody. <laughs> Get excited and then do. deliver yeah, false facts. Yeah, like be facts. totally wrong. It's okay. Uh, Brody on the beat coming up Big later news, on. guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> um... Like I said, Frank Cervalli at the top of the hour. Uh, we got some cool stuff to do uh, with the good people at the Hospital Home Lottery. Talk about some Taylor Swift. It's all straight ahead. But right now it's the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and they beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Yep, welcome inside, friends. Another exhibition game. Yeah, into the show home. I was just waiting for it. It's part of the beauty of being on location. I don't play my own clips, so I have to rely a little bit more on the homies back in the studio. Okay. So we'll see how this one runs. Hey, do you know they're in Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio? I've heard that. Serving Calgary and Southern Alberta since 1992. You know what? They deal with that radon because there's one thing I don't want in my basement. No, you do not want radon. radon. (laughs) No, you do not. Flames finished up their season against the San Jose Sharks last night. Some notable additions into the lineup as Matt Coronado and Dustin Wolf made their NHL. Mm. debuts it's so hard not to howl every time i hear his name oh, yeah. i'm not gonna do it just go no oh, there's supposed to be another clip there oh that's fine Ooh, jay's played it. for the grinder there that's what i was waiting <laughs> we waited for that we were waiting for that it was can gonna I be say, better if it... can i say our broadcast as a whole right now is smooth as chunky peanut butter. Solid 2 out of 10. Yeah. All right, let's see this one go. By the so. way, we did get a text. Uh, there are dozens of people listening, not tens. Okay, great. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to a this Baker's dozen of people. The Jays played right another wild game out in Toronto. And it is in time! Vladdy with the stretch, keeps the toe tucked underneath the bag. Nice. That was good. I like that. Sure. Plus, the Raptors season is over. Some golf, junior hockey, and tennis notes, so let's get after it. Flames and Sharks closing out the season. Dustin Wolf between the pipes. Matt Coronado skating on the line with Jacob Peltier. Uh, 
Nazem Kadri, mm-hmm. Walker Dewar, and Nick Ritchie were scratched. Uh, Coleman moved down to play on the fourth line. No Tanev either. So Hannafinsky with Anderson, Zadorov, and Uyghur, and then the Stetch Dog and Michael Stone on the blue line. Pretty lively building with the kids playing, and they got a taste of the Coronado shot that is so highly touted early. Had a bit of a stumble through the neutral zone before unleashing an absolute laser <laughs> over the top of the net. Stride looked much better as the game went on, too. Yeah, and definitely that was a that release is a beautiful thing to watch. That thing was a heavy, heavy shot, and Kaganen just waved at it like he missed that thing completely. And it was off his stick so fast. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, fans were getting excited as Wolf made a couple of routine stops, appropriately so. Unfortunately, he couldn't come up with a ten beller early on. Here comes Gregor speeding it. Gregor shoots. Wolf the save. Rebound. Gregor scores. Noah Gregor. Battle lost at the opposing blue line. Mm. Leads to a rush the other way. Gregor walks around Stone, shoots, gets his own rebound. Boom, one nothing for the Sharks. Yeah, credit to uh, him for firing the puck off Stone's pads low to get the rebound and picks it up. But what I did really love last night at the Dome is the fans cheering every time he made a save. Oh, woo! Yeah, but they were re- like they were genuinely excited every time that kid made a stop. Uh, hey, we've said it before, man. Like, Fans here, they, they know what they're doing. They're not going to be surprised by some highly touted kid coming up. Like, they're going to understand. And, and I also loved what Sammy Cause said before the game that uh, Dustin Wolf has kicked down any door that's gotten in his way at every single level of professional hockey, which is fantastic. And that photo of him getting held by the San Jose Sharks mascot as a child <laughs> was awesome stuff. Very adorable. It was. You love to see it. Did you see the quote from his mom saying that he loved hockey even before he was born because yes. the only time he would kick is when his mom was at Sharks games? Yeah. Hilarious. Trying to make saves. Couple of chances for the Flames just after, but they couldn't beat Capo Kakinen in the Sharks net. Toffoli, Dubé, Lewis all stopped on great chances. Sharks did get one chance the other way. Weird bounce that Fabian Zetterlin punched home. The goal went under review, but it was punchied in, so no goal. Good shift for uh, Red after that. Mark, Matt Coronado did take a hooking penalty as he lost his balance, swinging at a loose puck. Pelche got danced by Carlson on that same shift, but uh, overall... Recovered well. That was certainly the highlight of the first period for me was the play of the young players. Calgary kept pressing in the second period and eventually got on the board. Roberto really battling with Benning in the near corner. Benning's got a hold of his stick as the puck squirts free. Backlund centers Majapati. Zadorov, he scores! Nikita Zadorov pinches it off the left point. Good board battle by Huberto. Puck sneaks out to Backlund, who sends it to Manjapani. Touch pass to Zadorov, and the yeah. big man scores to tie the game. His 12th like, of the season. I watched that play Manjapani made to Zadorov. I'm like, where, where, where's plays like that been all season from that guy? Like that was such a deft pass. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? It took In the, the game 82 too. for you to try something like that. It was perfect. I got a little angry about it, to be honest with you. I'm like, now you make that move with nothing? Maybe because the coach would say, what, what are you doing? I don't know. I, I don't know. Do shoot really the puck. The, the high shot yeah, shoot the puck. Sure. But that was an incredible pl- pass and a beautiful finish by the big man. How about this chance for the rookie? First moment. Uh, the rookie's first moments later. Back to the blue line, your stature. Right point to Stone, and now to Coronado, who knocks it out in front. Pelchier to Coronado, he shoots, and is robbed by Kakadin. Another great chance for Matt Coronado. Jacob Pelchier with the little pass between his legs. Nice shot by Coronado, but a nice stop by Kakadin. 
No goal scoring in the second period, but we did get the rookie Netminder making another nice save as the period came to an end. Yeah, I thought he really settled down in this. I thought he really settled down in the second period. Yeah, he looked a lot, a little more calm in net because obviously the adrenaline is just flowing, making your first NHL start. And I thought Kelly Rudy uh, and Rick Ball were talking about this in the broadcast last night. I thought it was a great point. It, it, it made a big difference that he knows that barn. Oh, yeah. He wasn't starting on the road. He knows what it looks like, the angles, the bounces off the boards, very familiar. I thought that was a big plus for his first NHL start last night. Yeah, I think that's a – I don't know. I I know that obviously there's not a lot of NHL and AHL teams who have that benefit, but Mm -hmm. probably one for a team that's moving some guys from the A up to the NHL for sure. Uh, 1-1 after 40, and the story was still certainly the kids. How do I reach these kids? In the third. How do I reach these kids? In the third, an early tally for the home side. Now Chang plays a left wing boards to Kadri. Kadri gets forced behind the net by Carlson. We'll swing it back to the right point to Uyghur. Plays it across to Zidorov who shoots and scores! What a shot by Nikita Zidorov! You see who set that screen? Great screen on that yep. one. He just missed tipping that thing. Oh, no, I was talking about Eric Carlson. Okay, well, who yeah, set the screen. I, yes, I saw that, but Coronado just missed tipping that thing. He did miss tipping. It looked like in some replay you, for a second yeah. there, like, did he touch it? But I think it did actually he get went a stick Carlson. on it? But then and he it, didn't celebrate like it went off. No, that's what stick. I mean. Like, yeah. right away he got excited for Zadorov scoring that goal. But Coronado was that close to getting his first NHL goal. First multi-goal game of the career for Nikita Zadorov. Flames led and the kids were out there. Ironically, it was Uyghur and Kadri that get the apples on the goal. But the first home goal celebration participation for Coronado, does that count for something? Sure. Yeah, okay, right on. Uh, also, we saw Dubé take a shot off the inside of the wrist. That looked like it hurt. Pelche also blocked a shot oh. earlier. Just hate when guys get banged up in the last game. Like yeah. for Pelche, he's got to go play in the playoffs, so it's right. not really the last game. But for Dubé, you're like, oh man, come on, guy's got golf season coming around the yeah. corner. Yeah, he's got to get on a bird to Cabo. Feel really bad about that. Uh, no power play time for Pelche and Coronado in the third period. They went with just their normal units. Huberto hit a post. Shots from 19-7, 15 minutes into the third. Uh, eventually, it would get down to extra time. Dave Quinn just says, you know what? Whatever. Pulls the goalie with like three minutes left in the game. Uh, and, of course, you know, why else? Of course, Nikita Zadorov completes the hat trick. And out's picked up by Zadorov, who shoots and scores! Unbelievable. Nikita Zadorov completes his hat trick. Congrats, man. Yeah. Congrats to the big man. First natural hat trick by a defenseman in Flames history. But, uh, you know, that was my first initial reaction as the hats were just raining down at the Dome last night. In what world would Daryl throw Nikita Zadorov on in a one-goal game with an empty net to get to complete his hat trick? In no way would he ever do that if that game meant something. No. No, yeah, not if it he's not on the ice in that situation. But going for the Hattie, what the hell? It's game 82. 3-1, Flames win. They finish the season with a 38-27-17 and 17 record. 17! 17 overtime and shootout losses. Are you kidding me? 
How is that even possible for an NHL team to lose 17 times in those situations? When it's essentially a coin flip, unless you're the Oilers who have McDavid and Dreisaitl. Sure. But how? How do you lose 17 times in a shootout in overtime? That's why you miss the playoffs. <laughs> the margins are so thin. Oh, yeah. But it's not like three-on-three is some sort of secret. Nope. It's a free-for-all. The shootout's luck. Whoever Especially when you start Nick loses. Ritchie yeah. over your number one goal scorer. Yes. Also that. Uh, Dustin Wolf first NHL win. Stop 23 of 24. Matt Coronado and Jacob Pelche combined for six shots. They were each plus one, and they skated about 14 minutes apiece. Uh, that's all she wrote. See you next season. Uh, really... See ya, 22-23. Don't let the door hit you on your way out because, uh, see ya. I've had about enough of this. It's a roller coaster season. Uh, They had that graphic during the game. 48 one-goal games, most in the NHL. 30 losses in one-goal games, most in the NHL. 17 extra-time losses, most in the NHL. 80 posts hit, third, uh, tied for third in the NHL. 25 losses when I was shooting an opponent by 10-plus, most in NHL history. Right. And then they also lost to Chicago three times, Vancouver twice in a shootout, Columbus, Anaheim, Montreal, and, of course, Philadelphia. Elsewhere, two games, the Islanders. They could clinch a playoff spot with a point over the Montreal Canadiens in their season finale for both clubs. That would eliminate the Penguins after they dropped a rough one to the Blackhawks the night prior. Can't be losing to the Hawks. You lose to the Hawks, you miss the playoffs. Islanders turning the heat up here. Dobson, wrist shot, hit, score! Second tonight for Brock Nelson. Islanders by two. 36 of the season for Brock Nelson gave the Islanders a two-goal lead. They would end up winning it 4-2 after Anders Lee scored on the power play late. Islanders sit in the first wildcard spot out, uh, out east as a result, but they can be jumped this evening. The Islanders are in. Sidney Crosby and wow. the Penguins are out. The George. longest professional in the big four major sports, the longest playoff run ended last night by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Did it finally catch up to them trading all those high draft picks to get Sid, Malkin, Latang, another crack at another Stanley Cup, always trying to get veterans there, always trying to improve their roster. It feels like it's finally caught up to them too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, one of the interesting things is that, like, the... It's not the vaunted matchup that it used to be. Like, if you're going into Pittsburgh, you were like, okay, we got to deal with Sid today. Like, it's going to be a handful. It doesn't feel the same way. And this is with Evgeny Malkin playing a full 82-game season. Yeah. Like, he wasn't hurt at all this year, which has always been like, the, oh, just wait until this guy gets a healthy season, right? But, but again, like, y- your salary cap is so bloated yeah. with all of these big deals. And they had to give it to him. They have three championships. You don't cry for the Pittsburgh Penguins with the three championships in the Sidney Crosby era. But but that's what it is. When you trade all these high picks to, to, to try to add veteran help to, to play with guys like Crosby and Malkin, you can't build your bottom six with young, good, effective players to complement those guys to be even more dangerous in the postseason. Look what the Lightning did for years. Like, Where did Anthony Sorelli come from? It's the Penguins team that yeah. threw away Jared McCann for a cap dump, essentially. Yeah. And then they haven't had really anybody come up from the – Miners that have blown you away, right? right? And their goaltending wasn't great this year. Jari's good, but he's healthy for, what, half the year if you're lucky? Right. And that's the biggest problem for them. So, I don't know. It's going to be weird not having Crosby or Ovechkin in this year's postseason. Uh, This is something we can ask Frank. Uh Uh-huh. Because Brian Burke's uh, the big poobah there in Pittsburgh. He sure is. Um, Ron Hextall's job is obviously in jeopardy. 
I would be shocked. Just listening to some of the kind of insider pods over the week, I would be shocked. Oh, if by I- the way, this is what I wanted to uh, talk about that yeah. we didn't get to in the Flames real quick. Please tell me. Uh, yesterday, I thought it was really interesting, and they showed it on the broadcast. Brad Tree Living was down on the ice, soaking it all in. As in his last morning skate as a general manager, that's what those vibes were giving off because mm. he never does that. So could you see a scenario, and this is where we're going to ask Frank coming up, where Brad True Living is the next general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins? I could see it because I've said it before. I think Brad True Living will be back at work very quickly if he decides but, to leave this organization. But doesn't that give you the vibes that he's done in Calgary just based on yesterday? Because, again, he knows. I... Um, it didn't cross my mind at the time. I was like, maybe he's really? just welcoming like the young kids because I, I thought most of the hangout, like from what I saw on Twitter, was that he was chatting with Matt Coronado for sure. a lot of it. So I was, so I wasn't there. But now that you've mentioned it, like he yeah, never that, does that. That that that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, perhaps, quite possibly. Or maybe I'm just reading way too much into it. Maybe the tinfoil hat is on. Okay, perhaps, but. I don't think that's totally out of the question. Like that's I'm not, a, I'm not shooting it down. Yeah, I just didn't think about I, it right away. I'm just wondering. I was running on fumes yesterday, George. Just okay, a tough night. I'm just wondering if there's that connection with Berkey yep. and Tree and in Pittsburgh. Well, I think the other, like the biggest thing for me is where are their openings? Like I feel like Danny Breer is probably going to stick in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's not a there whole could, lot. There of could other be an opening in Toronto. Around. Yeah, that's the other one that I think. If is the Leafs go in the first round, they're not. I would be surprised if they re-up Kyle Dubas. Does Tree get a shot there? He knows the Canadian market. It's a different one, but. Hmm. Uh, hey, uh, other game yesterday had the Stars and Blues battling in St. Louis. Not a banner night for the PK unit on either side. Dallas allowed a power play goal in the first period as they were tied after 20. In the second, the Blues started a parade to the box. They paid the price. Three power play goals in the second period for Dallas. Rupe Hintz, Wyatt Johnston, and Tyler Sagan all all score. Dallas wins 5-2. They take over the top spot in the Central for now. Dallas is a point ahead of the Stars, and uh, they're a point ahead of the Avalanche. The Stars and Blues play in the second half of a home-and-home tonight in Dallas while the Avalanche take on the Jets. Both those games start at 6. After yesterday, a couple teams are locked into their positions. Winnipeg is the second wild card. They'll play the Pacific Division winner. The Wild are going to be third in the Central and play whoever finishes second in the Central. The Pacific still has to be decided tonight. At the top, it's going to be the Oilers or the Knights. Oilers trail by two points, but they hold the tiebreaker. Oilers take on the Sharks at 7 while the Kraken and Golden Knights play at 8.30. Kraken could jump into third in the Pacific if they beat Vegas in that game, but that would also take a regulation win for the Ducks over the Kings tonight. Unlikely, but that game in Anaheim does start at 8. In the East, the Hurricanes face the Panthers at 5 o'clock. The Carolina Carolina would be guaranteed the top seed in the Metro with a win. If they lose in regulation or overtime, that brings the Devils into the conversation. They host the Capitals. Florida also has something to play for in that game against Carolina because a win would mean they finish in the first First wild card instead of the second, which is a big deal in the East as you're trying to avoid those Bruins in the first round. Elsewhere, the Canadians host the Bruins. Senators visit the Sabres. Leafs are in MSG to battle the Rangers. Both those clubs locked into their respective seeds. The Leafs will finish second in the Atlantic and host the Lightning. The Rangers are third in the Metro. Also have some interesting games as it relates to the Connor Bedard. Odds, Flyers battle the Blackhawks and the Canucks visit the Coyotes. Jays were playing game two of their three-gamer against the Angels. How about this? The roof was open, George. The earliest ever breaking a record. The previous was April 12th, back in, uh, April 16th, back in 2002. Uh, it's warm back in Toronto, so I've heard. Yeah, um, that's that's something that people don't really understand, that in the winter they seal the dome. 
and then usually uh, it takes a while for them to get it ready, and usually that's a May thing, but it was so warm in southern Ontario yesterday. Pop that thing open. I think a lot had to do with that corona patio, too, they have near the roof. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let, let's let's show the peeps uh, what this looks like. And there was a ton of people. Usually after the home opener, the attendance kind of plummets a there little bit. It was bobblehead night. Yeah, well, there was that. And there was over, like, 40,000 people last night at the Dome. It's insane. So this game was interesting. There was a whole bunch of weird reviews, like, Whit Merrifield scored Vlad Jr., but there was an interference call on that. Uh, the Royal, or pardon me, the Tigers would end up taking a lead on a two-run home run by Kerry Carpenter in the seventh inning. So Kevin Gossman was actually really good. He gave up two home runs. They were almost on identical pitches, but through eight innings of work, he had 11 strikeouts, three earned runs against on those two home runs. He also allowed five hits and had no walks and only did it in 103 pitches over the eight innings as well. Real masterful showing for Gosman. But to get out of the eighth inning, did need a little bit of tidy defense. For a high average, he's driving the ball out of the ballpark. Ground ball down to first. Grabbed by Guerrero. Kicks the back. Goes to second. Bo with the tag to get the out. And the double play to retire the side. Sorry, that was in the uh, top of the ninth mm-hmm. to get the double play. But that led to the bottom of the ninth where the Jays would uh, go on a little bit of a run. Honestly, the Tigers' bullpen was an absolute mess. Trey Wingenter came out of the Detroit pen. He allowed a single. He walked Chapman on four pitches. He advanced the runners on a wild pitch, and then he hit Dalton Varsho to load the bases. 2-1. Swing and a shot. Straightaway center field. Green goes back, edge of the track. He's there to make the catch, tagging it third. Charging down the chalk. Here comes Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He will score on the sacrifice fly. We've got a one-run game. The three-one. Another extra swing and a fly ball right center field. Green along with Veerling into the gap from right. Veerling makes the catch. Here comes Chapman. Steaman down the line. The throw to the plate cut off, and we're tied. Another extra inning game for the Jays. As a result. Did you see the highlight of, uh, by the way, is there more of an American name than Jason Shreve who came in for the Detroit Tigers? Uh, did you see the one Blue Jay fan because the bullpen is so close? Like just getting in the grill of Jason Shreve and yelling at him before he went it's out? It's so good. I love it. I love it. I feel like it's dangerous. I like the elevated bullpen as well. Yeah. I like that they can sit up there and look like down. He was like he giving it to balcony too. The dude in the Vladdy jersey was just screaming at Jason <laughs> Shreve. You're going to blow it. Yeah. You're going to blow it. And sure enough, uh, Buddy would end up blowing it. Uh, we did see a Vladdy Gold Glove caliber catch on Vladdy yep. Gold Glove bobblehead day in the uh, to end the 10th inning, uh, the end of the top of the 10th. The Jays would keep the faith alive. Uh, George Springer would hit a game-winning single as the Jays come from behind and win that one at 4-3. So they can go for their first series sweep today. That would certainly be a nice confidence boost as the 12-0 Rays are coming into town for a weekend set. Tonight, first pitch just after 5 will be Chris Bassett making his first start as a member of uh, first start at home as a member of the Blue Jays. Raptors were in the play-in game, George, taking on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's daughter, DR, really rooting free throws hey, along the baseline. 
Uh, the Raptors led for 10 for almost the entire game until the fourth quarter. You want to break this one down for us? Yeah, Raptors done, lost uh, 109-105 to the playing game. Raptors just couldn't shoot the basketball. A putrid 18 of 36 from the free throw line, and they had a chance in the dying seconds to tie that game. Uh, Pascal Siakam was fouled from three, only made one of the three shots. Also, Raptors blew a 19-point lead in this game. They led by 19, and they basically yeah. held the Bulls to double-digit points yeah. until, like, midway through the fourth. Raptors shot 44%, and again, what a frustrating season. Why did you trade for Jakob Pertl? Why didn't you try to tank this thing? At least get have a, have a small chance of getting Victor Webinyama. No, you don't. Uh, you think you can get some wins. And now, for some strange reason, too, um, Nick Nurse is going to speak today. Usually it takes about a week for NBA coaches to talk after the season, kind of decompress a little bit. No, he's talking today. I don't know what that means. He still has a year left on his deal. He potentially could be saying, I'm peacing out. There's going to be a we, – we know changes are coming here to the Calgary Flames. Oh, yeah. There's also changes coming to the Toronto Raptors. Bulls will face the Heat on Friday as a result. Winner moves on to a first-round series with Milwaukee. Good luck. And then out west uh, – the winner of yesterday's game gets to face the Timberwolves thunder. on Friday. It was the Thunder. The Thunder. Yesterday. One. I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't finish filling that out. I wasn't watching. Really? You didn't watch that playing no, game? No. You didn't watch Hamilton, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander? I could barely stay awake during the Flames game. Okay, all right. This weekend in golf. No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! We're having fun, George. Yeah. They're down in uh, Harbor Town. Play the golf links. It's RBC Heritage this weekend yep. down in South Carolina. Uh, nine of the top ten players are actually in the field for this one. Elevated event. Last year's uh, last weekend's Masters winner, John Rahm. Only Rory McIlroy of the top ten not in this one. It's actually the second elevated mi- event he's already missed mm. on the tournament, so that might take out of his PIP bonus at the end of the year. A uh, bunch of Canadians in the field. Nick Taylor and Taylor Pendrith have already teed off. Adam Hadwin, Adam Svensson, Matt Hughes, and Corey Connors will jump into the fray between 10 and 11 this morning. And uh, the first round of the Lotte Championship is in the books on the LPGA Tour. After the first round, Canadians Brooke Henderson and Maud May LeBlanc both one under par. Well done. A few strokes back of the leader. Uh, from the AHL, Jeremy Poirier named to the AHL All-Rookie Team. So big congrats to Calgary's third-round pick from 2020. Nine goals and 41 points in 66 games. He's second in rookie defenseman scoring in the AHL. Former Regina Pat defenseman and Coachella Firebird and Seattle Kraken prospect Riker Evans, also the other defenseman who was named to the All-Rookie Team. Uh Wranglers also ended up losing to the Abbotsford Canucks by a 2-0 score yesterday, so maybe a little all wound up in the Wolf and the Poirier stuff. Um, Elsewhere, the Firebirds did win as well. So Calgary just has a one-point lead atop that division with two games to go. They'll play Abbotsford twice this weekend in Abbotsford. In the AJHL postseason, the Brooks Bandits completed the sweep of the Blackfold Bulldogs yesterday. 4-2 the final, fueled by a Hunter Wallace hat trick. So the Bandits are off to the final. Spruce Grove will have a chance to advance to that final against Brooks on Friday. They beat the Bonneville Pontiacs 3-2 yesterday, so Game 5 is going to be in Spruce Grove Friday. That's it for me, George. It's all I have compiled. Uh, and good it. night, and good luck to you, sir. A terrific job, and the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's